Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. The Clever Girls Know podcast is a podcast for women, offering a space for conversations around personal finance, business, life, and living. I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you listen to, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'd also love for you to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have new content on the blog multiple times a week. We have over 30 plus free courses. Plus, when you sign up for a course, you can talk to a Clever Girl Finance mentor for free to get encouragement, motivation, or if you just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. Finally, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Clever Girl Finance on YouTube. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. So should you save money or pay off debt? And what are the best debt repayment methods? Should you be investing or paying off debt? And is it a good idea to consolidate your debt? Well, I'm going to be answering these questions in today's Q&A session. So today we've gathered the most common questions we've been asked about debt, and I'm going to be answering some of those really popular debt repayment questions. So let's get into it. Question number one, where should I start? Emergency fund, savings account, or paying off debt, credit cards, student loans, etc. Please help. So this is a really common question. A lot of people ask me all the time, where do I get started when it comes to paying off my debt? And it's really important that you have a strategy in place. The first thing you wanna do, however, is make sure that you have some sort of emergency savings put aside. This way, as you begin your debt payoff process, you don't have to rely on taking on additional debt in case an emergency happens. So it's a good idea to build savings of $1,000 to $1,500 to start with because this can cover the most basic emergencies. So think about a repair at home, a car repair, an emergency plane ticket. $1,000 to $1,500 is a great baseline emergency savings to have. The next thing you want to do is list out all of your debts and prioritize them in order. What are the balances and what are the interest rates tied to each of those balances that you owe? This will help you create your debt repayment strategy because you can essentially focus on paying off your debt that has the highest interest rates or the smallest balance. And the key here is to build those payments into your budget, build the minimum payments into your budget, and then determine how much extra you can put on top of those minimum payments to start making a dent in your debt. The other thing you want to do is you want to contribute to employer-sponsored retirement plans if you are currently employed. So if your employer offers a 401k or an IRA, you definitely want to take advantage of contributing to those plans, especially if there is a match. A match is essentially free money that your employer gives to you as an incentive for your contributions to your 401k or retirement plan with them. So that's a great way to start saving money while you are paying off debt. So the first thing you want to do, as I mentioned, 
have that emergency savings in place, that baseline emergency savings, create a priority for your debt, and then contribute to your retirement savings plans. Once you have your plan in place, you have that baseline emergency savings, you have your debt repayment plan, and you have your retirement savings, you can take a look at your budget to see what other opportunities you have to save money that you can put towards adding more to your emergency savings or adding even extra payments to your debt repayment plan. Question number two, I'm trying to decide which debt repayment method to use, the avalanche or the snowball, which one is best? So this is a really common question that I get, which debt repayment method works, snowball versus avalanche. And basically the snowball method focuses on paying off your debt that has the smallest balance first. And so what happens is you prioritize all of your debts, you organize them on a list, and you determine which debt has the smallest balance. And what you do is you make minimum payments towards all your other debts, except for that priority number one debt to which you're going to put as much extra money as you can afford to put. And once that priority one debt, the smallest balance debt is gone, then you would take all that extra money and roll it into your next top or lowest balance debt until that is gone, putting all the extra money on top of your minimum payments towards that second priority debt. And that essentially forms a snowball so that as you go down your priority list, the, you have much more money to put on each debt as you become debt-free. So the snowball method starts with the smallest balance. The avalanche method, on the other hand, starts with the debt that's costing you the most amount of money. So this is your debt that has the highest interest rate. And it's the same approach where you prioritize your debt, but this time, instead of prioritizing it by smallest balance, you're prioritizing it by highest interest rate, and you're paying the minimums to everything else except your number one priority to which you're putting as much extra money as you can. So both of these methods work well. It really depends on you as an individual. So if you're someone who thrives on quick wins or needs motivation to, by seeing progress of you paying off your debt, then the snowball method might work for you because as you pay off those smallest balances, you're doing it fairly quickly because the amounts are so small and you get motivated and excited to move on to your next debt. However, when it comes to what's gonna save you the most amount of money in interest, it's going to be the avalanche because you are tackling the debt that's costing you the most amount of money based on how that interest rate is being compounded on your balance. So they both work. Now you have to pick the method that's going to work best for you and your personality. Question number three, should I invest at all or just tackle my debt? So I kind of touched on this in question number one, but it is certainly possible to invest and pay off debt at the same time. And while different people might have different opinions about this, I prefer to have folks invest and pay off debt. However, it requires a specific strategy. So the first thing you want to do is prioritize all the debt that you owe. Who do you owe money to? What are the balances? What are the interest rates? And create your debt priority list and determine your debt repayment method. Are you going to use the snowball or the avalanche method? The next thing you want to do is then shift your focus to your employer-sponsored retirement plans if your employer offers one and then start to think about how much you can contribute to at least take advantage of any match your employer might offer, which is essentially free money. 
even if your employer does not offer you a match, it's still a smart idea to invest in these um, retirement savings accounts because you're investing for your future self. And if your employer offers no plan at all, you can open your own IRA and contribute a small amount of your income, um, let's say 5% or 10% of your income. You can do this if you are self-employed as well. So you have your debt repayment strategy on one side, and then you have your contributions to your employer's plan on the other side. The one thing to keep in mind is that because you are taking this five to 10% of your income to contribute to a retirement plan, you want to be really intentional about the rest of your 90% of your income, which means look at your budget and determine what areas you can cut back. And also think about other opportunities for you to earn more money so that you can put more money towards paying off your debts. As I mentioned, I advocate for investing and paying off debt at the same time, especially when you're investing for retirement. And the reason is simply you have the opportunity of time. And when you have the opportunity of time, you can reap the full benefits of compounding appreciation and the growth of compounding and appreciation on the dividends that your investments pay you. So you want to take advantage of that time now. And also when you're thinking about, you know, your future self, nobody is creating a plan for you you know there's no government handout that's going to give you the lifestyle you desire for yourself so you want to contribute to your retirement accounts even if it's just a little bit of, a little bit of money and then shift your focus to aggressively paying off your debts so you can do both you can contribute to retirement savings which is essentially investing and then pay off debt and then once you have a handle on your debt you can then start to invest more broadly outside of investing for retirement so question number four, when does debt consolidation make sense? So debt consolidation is when you take various different debts and you consolidate it into one loan or debt payment. And a lot of people like the idea of debt consolidation because it offers convenience. However, it may not always be a good idea. So this is when debt consolidation makes sense. If you want to reduce your monthly payments and or your interest rates, uh, if you can save a significant amount of money in interest after factoring in the fees associated to the debt consolidation, if you can pay off the debt before the introductory period expires, if you want to simplify multiple debt payments into one lump sum, and if you are committed to no longer spending on credit. The thing to keep in mind with debt consolidation is sometimes consolidating the debt does not save you any money because of the associated fees. So for example, you may get a debt consolidation offer that offers you a lower interest rate. By the time you factor in the fees, it equals to what you are currently paying when that debt is not consolidated. Also, debt consolidation does not pay off your debt. It just shifts the debt around from multiple places into one place. And a big mistake or slippery slope for many people is that they now have these other freed up lines of credit and they forget that they have this big lump sum of debt and they end up maxing out those credit cards again and now you have debt consolidated debt and then all these new debt and that really doesn't help you so you can definitely create a debt repayment plan with your existing debt where you prioritize your debt by balance or by interest rate and then pick the snowball or avalanche to pay off that debt 
However, debt consolidation will make sense, as I mentioned, if you're going to save a significant amount of money and you know you can pay off that debt in time. So for example, let's say you get a debt consolidation offer for 0% interest for the next 12 months. If you are able to move your debt into this offer and pay it off within that 12 months, then that is a great way for you to save a significant amount of money on interest, but you have to make sure that it makes sense. So definitely go on Google and search for debt consolidation calculators and run your numbers to make sure that it makes sense for you. Question number five, I have $12,000 in credit card debt, not including my student loans or car loans. Is a personal loan worth it to pay off the credit card debt? So again, this is similar to debt consolidation because you're taking the $12,000 credit cards and you're moving it into a personal loan. And so it only makes sense if you're going to save a significant amount of money in interest. Are you being offered a lower interest rate? Is it being tied to an introductory period that expires? And can you pay off the balance before the end of that period? That is when it makes sense. However, you definitely want to have, you need to have a plan to pay off this debt regardless of if you keep it on your credit cards or if you move it into this personal loan. The key here is to make sure you're making progress on bringing that balance down. Question number six, I'm working on paying off debt and not spending on credit. I have credit cards closed because I have not used them for a long time. How do I keep my active credit cards from being closed? I know if they are closed, my available credit will go down, which I feel will hurt my credit score. So that's a great question. That's another question I get asked pretty often. Um, I'm trying to pay down my debts. I want to maintain my credit score, so I don't want to close down my credit cards because I know that if I close them down, um, it's going to temporarily affect my score. And so one thing to keep in mind is that whether or not you choose to keep your credit cards open, the credit card issuer can decide to close an account based on their own discretion. It could be based on a review of your credit history and your risk assessment to them in terms of what they think of you as a risk, and it could also be due to inactivity. So that's one thing to keep in mind. However, when you do close credit card accounts, you, you will see a drop in your credit score because essentially when an account is closed, you lose that credit history, um, which is taken into consideration as part of your overall score and when um, creditors are looking at your debt to credit ratio. So when you close cards down that have available credit, you're essentially reducing your overall credit availability, which in turn increases your debt to credit ratio. So you owe a higher amount compared to how much you have available. That's another thing that uh, creditors take into consideration when they are looking at your credit profile. And so one thing you can do if you do not want to close the cards and you don't want them to be closed due to inactivity is you can set up recurring payments for small bills, for example, a Netflix subscription that you build into your budget and you pay off at the end of the month so that your account remains active. Alternatively, you can use your credit card for planned payments that you have built into your budget. And at the end of 30 days, at the end of every month, you paid off in full. And so those are two suggestions as to how you can keep your cards open and keep them active. A key reminder here is that you don't wanna get carried away and focus solely on maintaining credit and keeping cards active that you start to take on unnecessary debt that you do not need. That's very important to remember. I hope you guys have enjoyed tuning into this Q&A session. If you have, please hit the like button, subscribe to this channel, tell your best girlfriends about Clever Girl Finance, and head on over to our blog. We update it 
every single day and we have over 30 plus completely free courses to help you on your journey to financial wellness. I'll talk to you guys next time.